0: Welcome to Gina Luger Live, the podcast. Good morning, good morning. If you're watching on YouTube later, thanks for hanging out. If you're watching on replay later, thanks for hanging out there. If you are um, listening via podcast, because podcast is available now, it's the same content. It's just spread a little here and there because people listen differently. They watch differently. And I want to make sure it's easy for you guys. So, good morning, good morning. Um, before we get started, I need to um, tell you guys uh, who I am, just in case, you know, this is your first time showing up. I'm Gina Lucre and I blog at TheShabbyCreekCottage.com, where I share creative ways to eat, make, and decorate, and com where I am the cheerleader for kick-ass business-minded bloggers like you, and we get together every morning Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Time to talk about blogging over breakfast. So, good morning. And, if, by the way, if you're watching someplace else, um, you can always find me every morning live um, at facebook.com slash By the way, podcast is now up. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, wherever. Look for Gina Laker Live. It's all the places now. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. I've listened. A lot of you asked for the the podcast version of this, and so Dawn makes that happen every day, so big props to Dawn this morning. Okay, um... Before we get started today, um, I want to say that today is a little different because usually I try to teach something that's actually like you pick it up and you take it and you, you apply it to your blog. But today I want to ask you, are you sabotaging your own success? Like are you, um, are you keeping yourself from really making it and really getting out there and really doing the best that you can do and growing your business? So, the first thing I wanted, that I want to say is, I don't know about you, you may come from a completely different background than I did, but I grew up incredibly poor, and I've talked about this before, um, and I'm not going to kind of go into logistics, but I was pretty much raised to think money was a bad thing, like, I heard a lot of times, like, don't try to get above your raisin." my parents would say that to me, which meant, don't try to, you know, don't get outside of your ranks, don't, don't think that you can, you know, I, I don't know why they said it, I guess it's because their parents said it to them and they tried to keep them, you know, from dreaming too big, but I'm a dreamer and I really want to tell you that if you come from that same place, um, not only my parents, but like Um, Okay, let's do story time, right? So, a few years ago, um, I was talking to my cousin, who um, I grew up with. She was almost like my sister. Our moms were sisters, and they were very close. And so, we were very close. And um, she's, you know, she took a different path in life than I did. She dropped out of high school. She never went to college. Like, she just... She took a completely different path than I did. Like, I knew college was what would propel me, and I was completely right because it was a professor in college. that's the reason, basically, that I'm sitting in front of you today because he told me, if you want to be a writer, be a writer. So, um, yeah, so we we took completely different paths, but we were talking about, oh, this was like six or seven years ago now, and I was on the hunt for a great sofa, but I wanted a pottery barn sofa Because I had friends that had some and they were so comfortable to sit on. And so we worked hard and saved up the money so we could buy a new sofa. And she said, oh, well, my friend sells sofas. You can just go buy a cheap one from him. And I said, I don't want a cheap sofa. Like, I want a good sofa that's going to last me years and years. I want one that I'm not going to have to, you know, worry about replacing in three years or whatever. And she literally called me a snob because... I had worked hard and saved up the money, and it was the sofa that I wanted, and, yeah, it wasn't a fun experience, um, it wasn't a fun experience at all, but it was because she was trying to hold me back on her level, she was trying to, like, that's what she wanted in in her world, and that's absolutely fine if that's where you are and that's what you want, but I worked hard, and I don't think you deserve anything in love. But I had earned the money, and we had saved it up with that specific intent. So for the fact that she basically, um, she was trying to psychologically hold me back because it wasn't her comfort zone, but I didn't let it affect me. And that's the thing. You're going to have people, if you grew up poor, If you really grew up poor. If you didn't, you're probably not going to have all this mental crap that I'm about to talk about. And that's awesome. My kids don't have it, thankfully, because they didn't go through that mental crap, right? This is my aggressively inspirational section. But if you grew up poor, and I mean dirt poor because we grew up so, so poor, if you grew up in that lifestyle, if you grew up with that mentality, where your parents barely scrape by and you watch your siblings barely scrape by, when you go through that, it it really can screw with your head, and it doesn't it it doesn't matter that that's how you were raised. Like you can be different. You don't have to be what everybody around you tells you to be. Like, you can be whatever it is that you want to be, but you got to wrap your head around it. Some days I still don't feel like I know how to behave in certain situations. First of all, I'm really, really, truly socially awkward. And I didn't understand for a long time what the what the mentality was behind having a good relationship with money and not worrying about money and how you can not put such bad social stigma on money. When you grow up poor, you you hear those things like don't get above your raisin or don't get, you know, um, how money is bad and how people with money are snobs. and. They can be some of the nicest people you've ever met. I've always found it funny that the people who look like they have money typically just have a lot of debt. They don't necessarily have a lot of cash flow, and that's two completely different things. It literally, for me, took a college professor that believed in me and then a really great friend that I made super early on in blogging, maybe like... Three, four months into vlogging, no more than a year. And she had come from a poor background too. She had been highly successful. She had owned a design, an interior design firm in Colorado. She had been on HDTV like four different shows, I think. She worked behind the scenes and even in front of the camera. Like, it took her kind of showing me the way for me to understand that money's not a bad thing and I'm not a terrible person because I make money and to get comfortable with the fact that it's okay to make money you can do bad things with money you can do good things with money but the first thing is money doesn't money's just a piece of of paper it's made from linen technically but it's just a piece of paper it has no more or no less like atomic value than just a piece of linen cloth in your hand like if you stripped it away to all of its molecules it's the same thing it's the stigma that we put onto money that's the hard part right I hear a lot of times that the the bible which I'm not a bible quoter so if this is your first time don't think that's me because it's not but I hear a lot of times people say money is the root of all evil and it's not money itself is not inherently evil the love of money is the root of all evil. I love money, but not that kind of love. I love my family. I love my friends. I love hanging out with you guys. I love the experiences I can give my people. But I'm not going to sacrifice my relationships in life for chasing money and at somebody else's expense. When you're doing that kind of stuff, that's not good. But if you're not hurting anybody, if you're doing this legit and honest and, and with the right intention, don't think that making money is a bad thing. I used to ask myself, like, how much money do I really need to make? I've treated money like manna from heaven, right? Like, you should only take what you need because it'll all spoil. And then I realized that the more I make, the more I can help others, It it is absolutely true. The more I can help others and the more good I can do in the world. If I didn't have the money to do that, it wouldn't be worth it. And for me to be able to take that money that I make and do good in the world with it, um, that's one of the most rewarding things that I can do, right? So just because you don't understand money, it may not manifest itself In your brain and out of your mouth as, I don't deserve the money. But what you will do sometimes, if you're self-sabotaging, you will. I'm probably speaking to you right now, is you will doubt yourself. You will doubt yourself so very much. You'll wonder, do I really have anything to give to the world? Does what I have to say matter? Are there already too many blogs? Are there already too much, there's too much content, like, I don't know enough to teach somebody else how to paint furniture, or how to cook a meal, or how to raise their kids, or, you know, any, fill in the blank with whatever it is that you want to teach the world. Is there, there's already enough people teaching? Well, no, there's really not, because you're not doing it. There's not too many music artists in the world. There's just not. There's not too many flowers in the world. There's not too many birds or butterflies in the world, like, be you, and own it, and you have to understand that there's no such thing as too many blogs, I don't care who says that, like, don't listen to them, replace their voice with mine, there's not too many blogs, every time you hear a great new music artist on, on the radio, or on television, or wherever it is that you you know, consume music, you're like, oh my God, I love them. And very, very quickly you can become you'll you'll hear more and more of their music and you become a fan. But think about all the music artists that you love. Like I could literally sit here and um and name music artists that I love all day long. I'm obsessed with music. It's the same with actors and movies and You know, the list goes on and on. When they're adding creative things into society, which is what you're doing. If you're creating a blog, if you're creating content, you are a creator. Whether that's a creative blog like I have, like DIY or food or something along those lines. Or if it's completely different. You're still creating content for the world, right? So, there's just not too much. Like there's... just think about it. There's not too many books. There's not too many movies. There's not too much music. It, You really have to tell yourself, tell that little voice in the back of your head to set up sit down and shut up and just do your work. Because the other thing you might be doing is procrastinating. And I'm really guilty of this. I'm great at planning. I'm great at planning out. I'm great at writing out a content calendar for a year. I'm, I'm great at You know, I have notes everywhere of where I want to do this and where I want to do that and where I want to take this and where I want to take that. And I'm constantly reconfiguring everything because I'm trying to make it get better and better and better. But you have to ask yourself, (coughs) like, are you planning to the point of procrastination? Like, you can plan and plan and plan, but if you don't ever sit down and make yourself do it, then you're not going to gain any traction. And you really need to to have a talk with yourself. Like, is it the fact that you, you tried to start a blog and you gave up? Or is it the fact that you, you know, you started that blog and you've never really written on it? Or that you thought about doing a project but... It's already been done before. Whatever that trip up you have is, let it go. Let it go. And just put your head down and do the work. Quit paying attention to the other people around you. Every, someone is always going to be ahead of you Somewhere. Some, whether that's making money, whether that's making better content, whether that's taking prettier pictures, whether that's understanding social media, or even that their social media is exploding and you're beating your head against a wall because you can't figure it out. Like, whatever it is, there's always going to be somebody way ahead of you. But there's also going to be somebody that's way behind you, too. So don't think that you're, it's hopeless. Don't think that it's hopeless at all. Really, truly think about the fact that you are in your own lane. You, the, the goal is not to beat somebody else. It's not a marathon. It's not a, it, it's not a sprint. It's it's a life. Basically, you know, people who train, Brooke is a trainer. Brooke is, is she's a, a I've lost my train not my train of thought, but how I want to articulate this. So I can tell you that from trying to lose weight, that you can either take a walk once a day and I can take a walk once a day for a week and it's not gonna matter. I can take a, a walk once a day for a month, it might I might have a little more stamina. If I take a walk once a day for three months, I'm gonna to start to see some results. But if I take a walk every day for five years, I'm going to be a completely different person. You just have to keep to it. You have to find reasonable, realistic, actionable goals. Actionable goals. Things you can actually do. I can say I want to make a million dollars this year, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen. I can say that I want to, you know fill in the blank, I don't know, build a house four times bigger than my own, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It doesn't even make the, mean that it makes sense for it to happen. But if I say I want to write three blog posts this week, that I can make happen. If I say I want to start turning this into a podcast, it's easy to make that happen. It's a realistic, attainable goal. And that's what I want you to take away from this. Quit Quit struggling with money. Money is not evil. Stop struggling with with the, the mentality behind money. And if you don't know how to do that, I really, really recommend a book by Jen Cicero called You Are a Badass. Like, that book will change your world. Secondly, stop beating yourself up thinking that you don't have anything to contribute to the world. Because you absolutely do. And third of all, stop procrastinating. That's where you're, like, getting into trouble. You may have got past the first two, but the procrastination will still kill you in the end. So, that's what I got to say today. But, we had a few questions and a few comments, and I'm going to go back and read them. If you have any questions, if you have anything to add, go ahead and leave it below. Um, Diane said, I grew up solidly middle class and have been poor since I left home. This really screws with your head. It does. It truly, truly does. Um... Brooke says she's completely socially awkward. We can hang out in the corner together, girl, because I'm so socially awkward. Um, Carmen said there was nine of us kids. We, we were poor. We just didn't know it at the time. Yeah, that's pretty much me. I didn't understand rich versus poor until I got older, and I realized that that sucks. That really freaking sucks. And about maybe when I hit teenage years and I started babysitting, that's when I started understanding money. I got crappy life advice from my parents as far as money goes, and I don't take advice from them on money because, you know, it's just not the mentality that I wanted to carry on. And I broke that cycle of, you know, The the negativity behind money. I broke that cycle with my kids, which is really important. If you're where I was, if you grew up poor, and you grew up thinking money was evil, fix that now. Fix it right now so that you don't pass that on to your kids so that they don't have the struggle that you have today. Um, You are absolutely good enough, Brooke. Absolutely. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, good morning. Okay, so Pamela said, we bought a new DVD player over the weekend, and my husband wanted the most basic one that only played DVDs because it was less expensive. I told him we were not there. We're not there anymore. Oh, high five. I wanted the one that could play all three, DVDs, Blu-rays, and CDs, but I didn't care that it was twice the cost. I told them to bump it up and think different. abso friggin I completely agree. Yesterday, we're getting ready to redo our kitchen, right? And yesterday, we went to Home Depot to look at appliances, and I found some that I fell in love with. I didn't think it was possible to fall in love with appliances, But it wasn't exactly what I wanted. So I asked them, can you get a version of this that's these handles? I'll have to show you all a picture. It's gorgeous. These handles, this piece, but I want this extra third drawer in the refrigerator. And he was like, "Uh, it's going to cost more. And I said, I don't care because it's what I want. Like, it was probably the most expensive stove in the store, but I don't care because it's what I want. You shouldn't struggle over $500. Like... If you're not there, if if I had to have a dirt cheap refrigerator, I I would have no shame about it. I'd be like, this is what I can afford. But if you're saving up and, like, in your head, you don't buy that refrigerator, even though you can afford it, that's when you need to talk with yourself. You're going to have a refrigerator for a long time, guys. We're talking, what, 15 years at least, maybe? Um, Especially a really good one. You should love that refrigerator, even if it does cost more. Um... Jessica said she's become a procrastinator. Stop it. Stop it right now. Get to work. Um, Rachel or Isabel said, this is basically a conversation I had with myself last week. Yes, I procrastinate and research to no end. Amen. And I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. And no, Pamela said we can't listen to the negative thoughts in my mind. Yeah, I completely agree. Um Have I read the book about money? No, but it's on my reading list. Um, That's my next book to read. Do you guys have any other questions, any other thoughts? Um, I want to tell you that if you're done procrastinating and you're ready to get to work and you're ready to make your blog, like, if you're ready to stop sabotaging yourself and you're ready to really make an impact The boot camp is now open. It will be held not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, April 6th, 7th, and 8th. Here's how it works, because some of you are new, and so I want to walk you through and tell you how it works. So for three days, we sit here live, just like we are right now. We live sit there for basically a solid three days, and I teach you everything I know about blogging. Okay, well, not everything, but I teach you Almost everything I know about blogging. I teach, it's not abstract. It's um, it's very much hands-on, first of all. So it's like you're in, your, you're in a live classroom situation, just like you are now. Or if you're watching on replay later, all the people that are showing up, I'm talking to them real time. That's how class happens. It's almost like sitting in a college class, but way better. Because you're hanging out with other people who will probably ask questions that you didn't even think to ask. And the community aspect of it is huge. So I will teach you all the pieces to put together this whole blogging conundrum. Because you can take courses on Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and email lists and affiliate marketing. You can take all these these courses, but then you have no idea how to flip and put them together. And so that's what I teach you. I teach you how to take social media and grow your email list, and then monetize that email list in ways that you've never even thought of. I teach you how to take the basics of blogging and make the most of everyone. And I teach you what not to do. That's pretty important, I think. I teach you what not to worry about, what not to stress over, what not to do. And there's a lot of things that bloggers stress over, and you absolutely shouldn't. This came out of the fact that Two years ago, a little more than two years ago now, I was getting three million hits a month and there was one Pinterest algorithm change that brought my blog down from th- from three million hits a month to three quarters of a million hits a month. I went from three million to 750,000 hits a month in the course of about six weeks. My blog you can see the day that the Pinterest algorithm changed and my analytics looks like, It just looks like a cliff. It's like, like, it's insane how fast it went down. And I realized that I was a slave to algorithms, and I had to figure out how to get away from that. And the key is the email list. I preach about the email list all the time. And there's some new things, some new changes about the email list with the GDPR, and I've addressed that. I Just Friday, I revamped, well, I won't say revamped. I repolished the entire thing because Facebook strategies have changed in the last three months. Instagram strategies have changed in the last month. The GDPR email regulations have come about in the last three months. Like, every time I teach this, every three months, I go in and I tweak it every time. Because I want it to be the most current, the most up-to-date. It is not pre-recorded. It is not outdated. It is real-time training on things like Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, um, (laughs) affiliate marketing, emails, writing better content and SEO. It it also teaches you how to create your own products if that's what you're into or um, how to do a lot of other it it teaches you everything you need to know to make real money as a blogger and by the way i just want to say that there's a lot of people that talk about how much money they make blogging and they're making their money from bloggers the majority of my money does not come from bloggers it's a tiny tiny portion of the money that i make from bloggers most of the money that i make this is why i say the shabby creek cottage every morning is the vast majority of the money that i make comes through the shabby creek cottage Um, it's my bread and butter. I just love helping bloggers, and that's why I do this, and that's why I do the boot camp. So, the boot camp is open now. Um, it will, sign-ups will go for one more week. They close, I think it's next Tuesday, so you have a few days left to sign up. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot of people here that have taken the boot camp, and I see you guys talking about it, and it just warms my heart. Um, I, did, I have gotten a few questions though about why the there's only you can only rewatch it for ten days because you're like, wait, what? I'm going to pay five hundred dollars for a boot camp, and I can't keep the access. It's because if you keep the access, you're not going to do the work, and that's what I want you to do: is actually do the work, take the things, put them into action, see see results immediately. Brooke, I have a screenshot from Brooke where in one day during the boot camp, like in the middle of boot camp, her Pinterest in in the middle of the lives, like during the weekend, her Pinterest impressions grew 1,400% from one session that I taught. I've had people who their email list rate grew by 300% after the email session and just a few tweets to her email list. Um, Like, they're seeing real actionable results that you can take away. And it's because the way that I teach this class, the way that I teach the entire thing, is I showed you what I do so that you can do it too. It's not abstract. It's very hands-on. It's very practical. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. So I want to make sure that what you're learning is things that you can take away and implement immediately to start to see results. I have story after story after story after story that I I, I just have so many that I could share with you. But mm, I would love to have you as part of the boot camp. Um, if you can't do this one and you want to do another one, the next one will be available in June. I do it, or July. I do it four times a year. So it'll be in July and then there will be another one in October and it won't be back until January. So um, four times a year. Somebody asked me about Blog Start Bootcamp. I won't be holding another one of those probably until next year. It'll be a while um, before I do another Blog Start. But I'm working on getting the videos together so that. Um, If you want to take it, then you can just buy the pre-recorded sessions and um, still be able to utilize it. So, uh, you should be completely impacted by them. That's awesome, Isabel. Um, So, that's all i got for today, guys. If you guys have questions, you're always welcome to leave them. If you have questions about the boot camp and you don't want to leave them here, you can private message me. Or... Or you can email me at hello at com, and I will make sure that um, I get you some answers to whatever it is that you got, um, whatever you need help with. So, And by the way, I'm not going to just be pushy and sell you a class that you don't need. If you come to me and you're like, this and this and this, but that, and I'm like, "Eh, maybe it's not for you. I've told a lot of people this is not for them because I don't want you to waste money on something that's not going to help your business that's just who I am so I hope y'all have a good day and I'll see you tomorrow bye